Welcome to Kylie Mentors Moms, a podcast where you can feel empowered in your role as a business owner and a mother. I'm your host, Kylie Ann, a mom of three and wearer of all of the hats. Let's get started. I'm so excited. We have a special guest here today. Her name is Tara. And I actually think that our paths have kind of crossed before. I recognize your name, but how we really started uh, reconnecting is our husbands work together. Yeah. And my husband um, told me to say at the beginning of the episode, he said, I want you to make sure to say that Cameron has been one of my favorite coworkers of all time. And I'm like, okay, I'll make sure to slide that in there. <laughs> so I love it. Not super fun. So I'm super excited to connect with Tara because her and I, I think are very similar. I think our audiences are very similar. Our missions are very similar. Um, and we're going to get into all that, but I'm going to kind of just introduce her first. So um, Tara is a coach. Um, and a coach mentor. So she helps people, not only she coaches people, but then she also certifies people to be coaches, which is really awesome. And she professionally stepped into this role after building her a different business, which I want to hear all about. We're going to hear all about this because I, <laughs> I think I was a part of that one mm. back in the day. I don't know. Cause did you do photography? I didn't do photography, but I had a photography studio. Okay. That's, I'm like, there was something in there. Mm-hmm. there where you were, like, I recognize your name from that. So that's fun. So she has um, been a coach and been helping coaches the last several years. And now she has 30 certified life and business coaches through her dream method, which looks amazing. I actually was a part of a bundle that you were a part of and I bought the bundle and I got a little sneak peek of it. It's so awesome. Um, So what I love about Tara is that our missions are pretty much identical. Um, Her goal and her mission is to help female entrepreneurs build their businesses with ease, step into their personal power and create impact and income to build their dream lives. So this is going to be fun. Thank you so much for joining us today, Tara. Yes. Thank you. Going to be awesome. Okay. So I want to start from the beginning because I don't, we, this is kind of a fun interview because a lot of times I kind of know what they're going to say and like know what their story is, but I have no idea. So like, where did your journey in entrepreneurship like start in the beginning? Yeah. So, I mean, how much time do you have? I feel like I've been an entrepreneur. I mean, for my adult life, I started my first like business when I was in college. I was actually screen printing t-shirts in my dorm rooms um, and I would, I sold them to a consignment shop. So I had a passion for fashion. I was actually going to college. Um, I was back and forth. Uh, I actually went to BYU, Idaho a million years ago in Rexburg. Um, And I was focused on fashion design and merchandising because I wanted to get into that world. Um, And then as I got into school, I was like, oh, I actually don't need school to do this. I started my entrepreneurship journey and then was like, yeah, I'm out. So Mm -hmm. three years into college, I actually dropped out and decided to go to beauty school. I was working at a medical spa. Well, it was actually just a day spa in Rexburg, Idaho while I was going to school. And I loved the transformation that people would make. They would come into the spa and they would leave rejuvenated, whether that was from like a pedicure or a facial or a massage, whatever. There was like an actual transformation. And I was like, well, I want to do that. I want to make people feel like that. And so that was kind of my step into the service industry where I went to hair school. I went to esthetician school. um, I built a business there. And then 
I kept my passion for fashion and was actually a fashion stylist. So I would style musicians. I would style families. I would style for photo shoots and video shoots and like these types of things. So that's kind of where I stepped into the world of photography, where I was never a photographer. I am not a photographer. Zero percent. <laughs> I'm like, your girl can work an iPhone. Um, I leave the photography to my husband. My husband's a incredible photographer and videographer, but he like does landscapes. He like mm-hmm. takes pictures of mountains. So yes. that's cute for like, him. Really good. Yeah. He's very, <laughs> very, very talented, but like very different from my vibes. Yes. Um, and so that's how I kind of stepped into the world of photography. And then I just kind of, I dipped my toe into entrepreneurship and everything I was doing. I was always, I would have a, like a part-time job and then be doing a side hustle forever. Like since the time I was 19 years old. Um, And I think I didn't really see that I was an entrepreneur. I'm like, oh, this is just stuff I do for fun Mm -hmm. and I make money from it, right? It was just like extra fun money. Mm -hmm. Um, And then it actually wasn't until I was pregnant with my first, my very first Quinny. Um, I actually had, I was in a position where I was single and pregnant. I had a full-time job. I had salary, but I was also doing hair on the side 20 hours a week. So I was working about 60 hours a week while I was pregnant. I you know, trying to just get that cash. That's crazy. Uh huh. Which That's exhausting. I, well, and I, I'm very, very blessed. I have very easy pregnancies. Oh, good. Not sick. I actually, I always joke with my husband now that I've had three children. I'm like, I'm actually a more like stable mental person when I'm pregnant. I'm like, those hormones actually really do You're something like, for me. Can I have those hormones yeah. all the Give time? Those How do I always. get those ones? Uh huh. <laughs> um, and so I was working full time. And I had a salary, I had PTO and I, it felt really nice and secure, but I also wanted to still be creative and help women feel their best selves. Um, and so I continued to do hair and four weeks before I was to go on a four week maternity leave, my business or my job that I was working, my corporate job, they were like, actually, we're going to need you back in two weeks and you're not going to have a paid maternity leave. And the like work from home part of the time was taken off the table. And so I quit basically on the spot. And I was just like, I'm not going to trade being a mother and a single mom for that to like go to work and then pay a babysitter more than half of what I would be making. It just didn't make, it didn't make sense. So I ran the numbers. Luckily I had built up a clientele doing hair. Mm-hmm. And so I just dove right into wow. doing hair. So I just, I actually ended up taking a two week maternity leave. I only took two weeks. It wasn't paid because I'd quit my job. Um, but then I went to, back to work behind the chair two weeks later. And that kind of supported our family for wow. my family. It was just me and my sweet little Quinny girl um, for a while. And then I kind of got bored and I wanted more. And so I actually joined up with one of my really good friends who was a photographer and we opened a photography studio in Provo, Utah. And then I would just like kind of take projects here and there. Um, My corporate job was actually marketing. Um, I was the marketing director for a local clothing brand. So it's like fashion, Pinterest, Instagram. This is when Instagram was like actually starting to become a thing where you would make money mm-hmm. off of Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I would help just like take projects and do this and that. And then I opened a bigger photography studio that ended up being an event space and a co-working wow. space. And we went from, I think it was 500 square feet for our first photography studio to 5,400 square oh, feet. Oh my gosh. That's huge. 
it's huge. I had big, big dreams and it was huge. And it was me and Quinny still, it was just me and my little baby. And it was like, it was an incredible learning experience for me. And I freaking hustled. Um, and then I actually met my husband six weeks after I like signed the lease. So we're doing these like huge renovations. And then I find my person, uh, within six months of meeting Cameron, we actually got married. It was real quick, real, real quick. Um, and then four weeks after that, I got pregnant with my second. Oh my gosh. Uh That's a whirlwind. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So by the time Cameron and I were married for a year, our son was already, I think he was like three or four months. So it was like a lot, it was a lot of life and a little bit of time. Um, And that big, big studio, I actually ended up closing it right before my son was born because my dreams shifted, right? Mm -hmm. Like now I had two kids. I had like a more solid family. I had a husband, um, which navigating all of that and building this huge business, I was like, I have, I have to release something. Mm -hmm. And so I released that and just kind of took a step back and all throughout this time, people would come to me and they're like, how do I do what you do? And I would tell them. And then I realized, oh, this is like a viable profession where you can actually charge people to tell them how to do things. And then I was like introduced to the coaching world. Um, And so, I mean, that I, when I look back on it, I did my first coaching session Mm -hmm. probably in, it was before my baby was even born. So probably like 2013, 2014. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, this is a thing. Yes. And I want more of this thing. That is kind of how I fell into it too. Is like, oh, I'm already doing the coaching. Now I'm just mm-hmm. going to call it. I think the hard thing for me was the hurdle of calling myself a coach because it's like, yeah. I've been coaching, but I have this like, am I qualified to be a coach? But it's like, 100%. then I see, but all these people's lives are literally changing overnight from these coaching. So it's yeah. this battle. It's this mm-hmm. like, yeah. Weird thing we have to go through. How yeah. did, how did, wait, actually, no, before we get into that, I have some, follow, <laughs> I've been taking notes over here. I have some follow-up questions. Ask me anything. My first question is <laughs> what's your Enneagram type? Um, I think I'm a six, which okay, actually people are like, really? You're a six. Yeah. Um, but I do err on the side of, so like, if you don't know sixes very well, we tend to be anxious. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. <laughs> and I, I actually, I feel very, very blessed. I have never been diagnosed with depression, anxiety, anything, but I do like, we have the feelings, right? Yes. And so I have this weird, like anxious energy mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that I just want to make sure everything's it's it's a control thing that's really yeah, what it comes I down that to too with my Enneagram type which is the one yeah. they're the controlling ones uh-huh. but I think you have you've got to have a, a strong seven wing because as I was uh, listening mm-hmm. to this story I'm like I think she's a seven like doing this and then this and then this and this and being good at all those things like sevens mm-hmm. are just so good at everything and they're willing to try new things and that's yeah. what I loved about your whole story is because like when it was time to shift, you shifted and you just mm-hmm. took action. And I feel like yeah. that's what a lot of people miss in the story. Mm-hmm. It's like they get stuck in that corporate world of feeling unhappy and feeling resentful to them for not giving them maternity leave, not doing it, yeah. but they're not willing to take that risk mm-hmm. and quit right then. And I'm yeah. like, that's what I try to tell. Like, if you don't feel right, quit. It will release so much of that baggage that you can open up so much more yes. to like what you're being called to do. And I just, that whole story. I loved it that every single time you felt called to do something else, you weren't afraid to shut an entire chapter. Yeah. And that's 
powerful. Yeah. That alone is so powerful. So I'm excited. Well, and and with that, like, of course, there's fear. Oh yeah. Right. Well, if you're an Enneagram so, Six, there's probably a lot. Of there's fear. there's lots of fear, but also I am very analytical. I also so I went and saw a psychic for my I don't like a couple years ago, and she was like you live your life with rose-colored glasses on. And I was like, I never, I never really realized mm-hmm. that, but I'm like, well, yeah, it's either going to work out or it's not. And so why not try? Worst case, you know, it doesn't work. We'll figure out something else. Yes. But if you never tried, then it wasn't going to work anyway. And exactly. so I'm the same way. And that's kind of what I try to teach people too, is like trying to look at life more positively because mm-hmm. it, the negative is going to happen no matter what. Absolutely. And so it's, it's how you focus, react yes. to your life. Oh, yes. This is good stuff, guys. <laughs> this is good stuff. Okay. So now um, take us to when you shifted to coaching. How did that yeah. feel from being, you know, yeah. Yeah. What did you go so, through with that? That was actually really scary for me. Um, I had actually worked in an organization where I supported um, another female entrepreneur, helping her build her coaching business. Um, and the way that she did coaching was very, very different. She didn't do like one-on-one coaching, but she had coaches that worked under her. Um, and I actually helped facilitate coach all of those coaches. Um, and I was kind of like the head coach, um, me and one of the other girls. Um, and so I knew that I was coaching. I knew that I was good at it, but I had got, I came to a crossroads in that organization to where I had built this incredible program. And then she changed her mind and she said, I actually don't want to do this program anymore. And I'm like, okay, I know that I am good at this. I know that I am supposed to be coaching people. I have to do it. And so I had that conversation with her. Like, I'm going to step into this role of coach, either in your organization or out of your organization. And it ended up that it was out of the organization. And so that was super scary to me because I had created my community very, very closely around this other organization. And then the thoughts of, well, who do I think I am? Is anyone going to take me seriously on my own? Do I actually know what I'm doing? Because up until this point, so this was about, so this was in November of 2018. My second baby was six months old and I just knew, I knew that there had to be a change, but I, up until that point had not created a profitable business for myself. Like I didn't know how to manage my money. I would make it. I would spend it. We were living paycheck to paycheck. We were living in a rental home. And I, every single month was like, how are we going to pay our bills? So this imposter syndrome of who do I think I am to help other women build their business when I haven't created a multiple six-figure business for myself. Mm -hmm. I looked around and saw all the women that I was able to serve and the transformation that I made for them. And I had to keep that proof. Mm-hmm. to move me into coaching. And so I kind of was like secretly coaching. I didn't come out and say that I was coaching on, on my Instagram and I had built a beautiful Instagram community and they knew me for working in this organization and doing hair and just kind of like mm-hmm. doing a hodgepodge of different things. I was like in an MLM for a minute. Like your girl has done everything except for photography basically. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and So I started reaching out to clients and just being like, hey, I'm doing this. Would you be willing to invest this small amount of money for me to basically prove to myself (laughs) that I can help you do what you want to do? And so in January of 2019, I made a goal that I was going to do 10K a month because that beautiful 10K number, Mm -hmm. we Mm -hmm. love it on Instagram, Mm -hmm. but now we don't have to worry because everybody's got that link sticker. Um, But that coveted like five-figure month was Mm -hmm. my goal. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and then in September of 2019, I actually made my first 10K month. And so I'd served multiple women um, with the different tools that I had used to get myself out of this slump of life. I didn't like who I was as a mom. I mm-hmm. was feeling like the imposter. I didn't like who I was as a, a person, as a wife. Um, mm-hmm. And so that's when I actually started diving into myself, meditating, um, figuring out manifestation, um, mm-hmm. understanding that my actions have everything to do with my thoughts and my feelings and everything that we teach in life coaching now. Um, mm-hmm. I started using these tools for myself taught them to my clients as they would come to me. Um, And then I was like, oh, there's something here. It's kind of that Mm -hmm. thing where I take action, I do the things, and then I like look back and I'm like, oh, this is actually working out really, really well. I didn't, you never really expect things to happen, Mm -hmm. right? Like Mm -hmm. you just have to take action. You don't know what the road is going to look like. And then you can look back and be like, okay, these are the pieces of proof I had along the way. I'm still on the right path. Um, And so that was, yeah, I started professionally coaching on my own for my own business in probably mm, February, March of 2019. Um, And then by the end of 2019, I had made six figures in a coaching business all on my own. Um, And that's kind of when the dream method that I teach now was born. And so I took all those tools that I used for myself and I saw the results I was creating for my clients. And I just kind of like put them all together in what is now a method. I love that so much because it's so similar to like my, like I had postpartum anxiety and Mm -hmm. then I had all this trauma in my family happen. And so I started reaching for everything that I could do meditation and positive thinking and gratitude journals and and all these different things. And then I compiled it all into like, oh, this actually can help more than just me. Like it transformed Mm -hmm. my life. But then I would like tell my sister or tell someone and, and I'm like, oh, wow. And then that's literally, and that's, what's so cool is like, it's not just you coming out of stuff from thin air. It's like you experienced this, you saw how it transformed your life and then you mm-hmm. used it transformed to others. And then yeah. once you saw it work, it became a method. And I yes. love that so yes. much. So what made you shift into teaching coaches how to coach? Yeah. So that also was not a part of the plan. Like my plan when I basically quit everything in November of 2018, I was like, I'm going to be a business coach and I'm going to help women live their best lives. And I was going to do that forever. Right. I was going to hit 10 K a month and that was going to be perfect. That was going to be enough. And I was going to be so like satisfied. We're going to pay off our debt. We're going to buy a house. Right. Um, so I was actually working with a one-on-one client and she came to me and was like, how do I do what you do? And I was like, well, I mean, I could teach you, like I could teach you the tools and the method that I use to help you. So like, why not try? Um, and so I sat down and we did a five week intensive training where I taught her these methods and then she started implementing them into her business. And I saw that my method worked for other people who I taught it to. And, and as I do, I'm like, oh, this could be a thing. Um, And so a couple of my other one-on-one clients, I was like, hey, I just took so-and-so through the method and she is now a dream coach. Do you want to be a dream coach too? Um, And so I took that and instead of doing one-on-one, I did a group. And then I did a bigger group um, and it was all like virtual. And I just kind of like honestly threw it together as I went. Um, Because if you do not know, the coaching world is the wild, wild west, right? Like Mm -hmm. this is the the coaching world. There's no litigation based on like you have to have a certification to Mm -hmm. coach. Mm -hmm. Do you need tools? 
I think you do. I yes. feel like the the more the more tools that you have, if you have a method of your own, if you have the experience, you can coach. But I was seeing all of these people just like trying to become coaches, but they weren't getting measurable, repeatable results. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, okay, let me teach these women and see what they can do for their clients and to build their own coaching practice. And then it's just kind of grown from there. Um, and so that was in 2020, which we all know was such a freaking fun year for all of us. Um, but that year we two X'd our revenue from the year before. And at the end of 2020, I think I had nine. I think I had nine certified coaches who I personally had taken through in this group program. Um, And then I was like, well, this is really fun. And I saw the the ripple effect. Mm -hmm. I saw that these tools that served me could then serve these women and the successful coaches that we have in our certification, they're consistently using the tools and the method for themselves Mm -hmm. first, Mm -hmm. creating the transformation for themselves first. And then they get to have that ripple effect to support their clients and then so on and so forth. Because I mean, I'm sure that, you know, when you heal your own self, it doesn't just help you right? It helps every single person who is in that vicinity around you, whether that's your family, your friends, your community. And there's so much magic that happens in that ripple effect by taking care of yourself and transforming yourself. And then I am here for making money. Like I'm not going to act like I am this person that I just like love business so much. Like your girl loves money. I am highly (laughs) motivated by money. And I know that for myself. And if I am, I'm like, well, money can only serve us Mm -hmm. if we Mm -hmm. have it and we use it in the right way. And I want to serve other women with money. So teaching them the tools was awesome. But I'm like, no, we want to teach you how to make a profitable coaching business, which is why my mission is to create impact and income. The impact comes from the method, using it for yourself and teaching it to other Mm -hmm. people. The income comes from being able to build a profitable business by putting your life together, but also giving more to the world. I love that so much. That's really powerful because I think a lot of women are afraid of that money world word mm-hmm. or like creating that oh, and yeah. like, Oh, this is scary. I don't, it's like, yeah. And, and we can't talk about it. We get yes. itchy and we get yes. weird. And I'm yeah. like, let's take the itchiness away from it. Like <laughs> yes. I, I, I talk about money a lot and I've had people come to me and it's like, how can you share how much money you make on the internet? I'm like, I do that not to say, oh, look what I've done, but to show you what is actually possible. And yes. And I think we need more women like that because there is this weird stigma about women making money. And mm. the more we talk about it, the more that goes away because there's no yeah. reason there needs to be there. It's just no. weird. It's weird when you look at it. Like, why, why are things this way? I don't understand. Yeah. And so I love that you do talk about money because I think it helps me feel more comfortable. Like, okay, it's hard being around like I like a lot of people I live around in my family, they're stay at home moms. And so it's hard to be in that community making money. You feel have to, you have to like downplay what you do and like just say, Oh yeah, my husband's this, my husband. I know. And I, I think a lot of it has to do with how we are conditioned and Mm -hmm. how we have generationally been raised that the mom stays home with the kids and the husband goes and he makes money. And I, I knew from a very, I mean, from a very young age, from being a teenager, that I was going to make money. So growing up, um, I grew up in Southern California. So I had a boyfriend when I was 16 years old. um, And his dad actually passed away when he was 10 or 11. And I saw the struggle that his mom went through working and going Mm -hmm. to school. And I was at home, 16, at his house, helping take care of his little siblings. And I'm like, 
I don't want this for my family when I grow up. Like I will, and my mom always worked growing up. Um, and so I, I mean, I knew that I wanted to have children, but I also knew that I wanted to have the ability, Mm -hmm. the ability to make money and feel confident making money if I needed to. And then as I moved into the world of entrepreneurship and as I was a single mom, I was like, Okay, cool. I've I've prepared myself for this. Did I manifest this yes. in my life? <laughs> right? Did I manifest this? But like grateful for the tools that I was able to have mm-hmm. to support me and my baby through that time. Um, but now I'm like, okay, I want my husband, my incredible husband, I want him to do what he is obsessed with because he wants to do it, not because he feel like he feels like he has to provide for our family. Yes. I don't want him to feel like that. Yes. I want to be equals. I want to be partners providing for our family and also giving our kids the opportunity. Like if I was at home with my children every single day, they would not have as full as a life that they could if there was someone else who was also caring for them right? Being able to show them, like we have a nanny, everybody on Instagram knows it's Chloe. Cause I speak <laughs> the world of Chloe because Chloe is literally one of the backbones of our family. She loves my children the way that I do. She's actually potty training my son because I'm like, I am absolutely done. Like I can't with you. And she's like, I got this. I'm like, great. You're going to get a bonus <laughs> when he's in his underwear. You get a bonus. Everybody gets a bonus. Right. So like, but being able to just remove that stigma in my Mm -hmm. own family and show Mm -hmm. other women what's possible. Um, One of my coaches actually came to me about a month and a half ago and she was like, my husband is able to take a job with a pay cut that he wants to do because of the money that I'm supplementing for our family. And I'm just like, amazing. yes, yes. Like, yes. Because at the end of the day, it's not about making money. hundred percent. It's about living a life that you're obsessed with Mm -hmm. and the money will serve that Mm -hmm. life. And it doesn't matter where the money's coming from, whether it's your husband or it's from you, right? Mm -hmm. We get to remove that idea that we have to rely on our husbands for money. Sometimes being a mom and running a successful business seems impossible, but it doesn't have to be. I've been running a business while raising my family for nearly nine years, and I've learned some life hacks along the way. Take my free training to find out five mind-blowing systems I use to balance this crazy mom boss gig. You can find the link in the show notes below. But like we have a house cleaner, right? I'm so grateful. I am able to create opportunity for her as well. Right. And like, I see it as an investment in other women. That's why. So I have um, my assistant Taylor. I love her so much. She has big goals of what she wants to do in her life. And I'm like, I want to invest in you to be able to help you get to those goals. You're an investment for my business, but also I'm emotionally, energetically, and physically investing in you. I think about that Mm -hmm. with anyone Mm -hmm. I hire, anyone who comes into my home, any, anything Mm -hmm. that supports the dream that I want to be living and can also support other females in building their business and providing for their families. That is a worthy investment. I love that. And I love the whole village. It takes a village, you know, Mm. thing because I feel like I am surrounded by women that are supporting my village and helping me raise my family. And I wouldn't change it for the world. Like my cleaner, like she'll sit down and watch a show with my kids at the end of her. Like, like they're like, come watch this. Like they know her, they know her name. Like, it's not like, it's just like a company that comes in and leaves. It's like, they're all a part of my family. They all Mm -hmm. are part of this business that I'm building. They're all a part of my team. Like I was like, should I have my cleaner and my nanny and my team pictures this month? I'm like, I feel like I should. (laughs) I'm here for that. (laughs) They're part of They're part of my team. Yeah. So I, 
this leads me into the question. Um, I always love to hear how um, you navigate like running this killer business with your kids and with your family. Yeah. So what does it look like at home? Like, was there a struggle with that? Like try learning to manage all of that? I mean, I feel like it's seasons, right? And like there's seasons in business and there's seasons in motherhood. Um, we're in a very chaotic season right now. So my oldest is six. She actually, well, she'll be six in a few days. Um, she just started kindergarten which is a whole other thing where I'm like, cool, I'm taking you to school. I'm picking you up because those are things Mm -hmm. that are important to me. Mm -hmm. Um, my son is three and a half. He's in preschool. And then I have a teeny tiny baby. Who's not so teeny tiny anymore. She just turned a year. So we're just in a very loud, crazy hands on Mm -hmm. season of our lives, but also I'm in a less hands off hands-on season of my business. Mm -hmm. So I would say about like two years ago, it was actual madness. It was really, really crazy because I was the one facilitating. And if I was not working, I was not making money. Mm -hmm. I was in a trading time for money um, Mm -hmm. situation as a service-based provider. And I realized I wanted to have a third baby. And I also wanted to buy a house. We had over like $50,000 worth of debt that we had accrued me with other business ventures, but also some like crazy medical stuff. And the weight of that was weighing on me. And I knew that if I wanted to have another baby, I wouldn't be able to bring her into the home that we were. We just had like, we were busting in the seams for our rental home. And so I'm like, okay, I know what I want. I want another baby. Um, I need to pay off my debt. I need to buy a house. What do I need to do to do this, to get my, like my big, big Mm -hmm. goal. And so it was crazy looking at that, but I'm like, if I'm having another baby, I also can't be working the way that I'm working. Right. Like I can't be, and not that I was working like crazy hours, Mm -hmm. but it was like, I would do coaching calls, um, probably Monday, Tuesday. I remember I took Wednesdays off. Wednesday was my, get my stuff together day. I was with my kids and I was like actually cleaning my house. And then, so Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, I would work six to seven hours a day. I would have a nanny come and watch my kids at home. And then I would come out and it was like, whoa, Okay, now I have like these fires to put out with the tiny people and everyone's touching me and all of these things, right? Like we know we know 100%. how motherhood feels. We've all been there. <laughs> um, and so now where we have our house, we have our baby, we have the support inside the home, things move more seamlessly. I'm confident because we do have the support at home to where I'm able to step out. I work, um, I mean, this month is a little bit different because we're working on projects, but I work typically Tuesday through Friday, um, six-ish hours a week. But the things oh, that are important wow. to me, well, sorry, not a week, a day. Oh, oh my gosh. Okay. I'm like, holy cow. I'm like, here's an hour, <laughs> an hour a week. minutes on Tuesday. <laughs> yeah. I mean, sometimes it does feel like that yeah. because with the kids' school schedule, and I'm sure you yeah. know this, it's like, okay, I'm dropping my, well, luckily my husband will drop my son off at preschool. And then I am dropping my daughter off at school. Then I come to the office. Then I have to go pick my son up from preschool. And then I come back to the office for like, of like 30, 45 minutes. And then I go pick my daughter up. I drop her off at home. I come to the office. I work for an hour. So it's like, it's very broken up. But also since I share my daughter with her dad, that happens every other week. And my son Mm -hmm. goes like, it just, our schedules Mm -hmm. feel kind of like I, even though I have an office, I have an HQ. I feel like I'm still working in pockets of the day. Mm -hmm. But with that, 
when I'm working, I'm focused on work. Mm -hmm. And I can focus on work because I know my kids are being taken care of, whether that is at school or with the nanny or whatever that looks like. But also I have the flexibility now to where I have my Taylor, who is my assistant, and my Chloe is my nanny. If, say, one of the kids gets sick, cool, Taylor, can you just make sure all of this is working? And then the the business still works when I'm not working, which I never thought was possible. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And now that I've been able to create and basically duplicate myself through my coaching certification and also with the people that work inside my organization, I'm like, I cannot imagine trading my time for money any longer. And so that's what I try to teach women, right? Mm -hmm. And in the coaching space, oftentimes you start trading Mm -hmm. time for money. But what we teach as well is it's like, okay, you're going to trade time for money as a coach, but how can we create your own method so you can create passive income through online courses or through high-level masterminds? And so it's less trading less time for more money, which ends up actually giving to you more. So structurally, like I have a structure where I know Chloe comes at 9 a.m. and she leaves at 3 p.m. Tuesday through Friday. But what's going to happen in the middle of the day? I'm like, we'll see, right? Like, we're going to see what happens. I love that. Yeah, that I'm kind of in the same boat of preschool pickup, preschool drop-off, preschool pickup, preschool, take kids Uh to school, take kids to this. But it's amazing what you can do without kids in two hours. What you can't, what you can do with kids in six, Mm-hmm. hours is the same as what you can do without kids in two. It's yeah. Uh, it's yeah. I, I mean, we, I call it focused productivity. <laughs> yes. And that's something yeah. that we actually talk about in the dream method because I will have women come to me and they're like, well, I can't afford a nanny. Like I can't afford it. I, let me tell you every single person I have ever hired, I could, I could not afford them on Mm -hmm. paper before I hired them. But Mm -hmm. I knew if I did not hire them, I would not be able to make more money. Mm -hmm. And so that was an investment Mm -hmm. of hiring my nanny. And I'm like, okay, picture this, right? Picture this. You're at home with your kids. You're trying to get work done. You're sitting at your computer. Your small child says, hey, mom, can I have a string cheese? Yes. Let me get up, get you string cheese, get back settled. Five minutes later, hey, mom, I want you to change the show. Okay, let's go change the show, right? There's like those teeny tiny pockets. There is no productivity in there. Mm -hmm. You are handling a 30-minute project over the course of three to four hours. So say you invest in a nanny to come two to three hours a week. What can you get done in two to three hours a week? Where can you put your focused productivity? I found, I found for myself and then I found for all of my clients. It's like when you sit down for three hours and there is nothing bothering you, like you put your phone on airplane mode, like your girl Mm -hmm. is off the grid. The amount of stuff you can get done in that three hour period leaps and bounds what you could get done in a week with your tiny people needing you. And what it does for your children as well, because this is, this is a stress that I was feeling for me. Mm -hmm. I was like, Oh, I'll, I'll do that in a minute. Oh, I'll do that in a minute. Oh, I'll do that in a minute. Right. And like, I don't want my children to remember mom as she'll get to that when she can. Mm -hmm. So -hmm. it's like, when I'm at work, I'm at work. And when I'm with my kids, I'm with my kids. And sometimes work bleeds into that time. I'm not going to act like I have it completely compartmentalized because you cannot, right. It's not possible. Slack messages come up. Someone has a question. Someone needs this. Someone needs that. Cool. I would rather be like, okay, I'm with my kids. Hey, baby, mommy needs two minutes to take Mm -hmm. care of this. And then you come back and you focus. But having those, like having the boundaries, having Mm -hmm. the focus productivity and deciding where your attention is going to be when it's there 
it creates, it creates money. Yes, like it, it actually creates it so much more money. I found that like, I, I mean, I was able to go from making $2,500 a month to $10,000 a month and bringing my nanny in for like two to three hours a week to now having a nanny come. I think she's there 24 to 30 hours a week. Yes. And sometimes even when you're home, probably it's so nice to have that extra hand. Like I sometimes mm-hmm. have a nanny and I'm like, I don't need to work today, but like, I'm going to clean the garage. Will you over, yes. be over here while I'm doing over this? And yes. it, you just get so used to having that help around. It helps in all aspects of your life. I feel mm-hmm. like. Yeah. It creates yeah. that space. It creates that capacity, mental, emotional, physical, energetic, like having that tribe and investing in the people who are going to help you move mm-hmm. the needle in your business. Mm-hmm. Like there is no better investment. Yes. I love that so much. I'm, I'm kind of on the same page with everything that you're saying and I love it. I, and I think, um, just also just knowing your kids, like even if they don't come and bug you, knowing someone's with them. So you're not having your ear to the door, yes. like what's yeah. going on. Are they okay? Mm-hmm. Did some, the door just open? Yeah. Are they, they getting into feel? stuff? And <laughs> just like that mental ability. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. So what it would yeah. your like one piece of advice to a mom who's kind of in like the chaotic years of motherhood, they're trying to like make money. What would yeah. your advice to them be? Yeah. So I would decide what you want. Like that is the number one piece that we focus on when it comes down to the dream method. And oftentimes we don't ask ourselves that question as women, as mothers. And when you ask yourself that question, okay, what do I want? You're looking at at it from you. Not what do I want for my children? Not what do I want for my family? Not what do I want for my business? Not what do I want to do to make money? Really, really dialing in on what do I want my days to look like? to feel like, and to be, and starting there and to start building your life around that very, very clear what. Okay. So like the more clear you are about what you want, the easier it's going to be for you to go for it. So say you decide, okay, I want to have slow mornings with my children. Cool. What can you do right now to create that space? What is that going to feel like? What do you need to do? What does nighttime you have to do to set yourself up in the morning to be able to do? And if you're like, okay, I do want to make money. I want to step into that business. Okay. What do I want my life to look like? And how can I build a business that will support that life. And you can do that in a myriad of ways. And that's where we step into like the next steps of like, okay, what is your purpose? What are you, what are you good Mm -hmm. at? Right. Mm -hmm. Those like deeper, deeper questions. But if you don't know what you actually want, there's no way that you can do what you want to do. Mm -hmm. Yep. So define that what for you. I love that so much. I think a lot of people start with why, but not what. I like yeah. the what. Yeah. Well, and oftentimes we know what our why is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Our why is we want to give to our families. Like if you're yeah. a mom, chances are your why is going to be like encompassing your family. Mm-hmm. And we already know that, right? Yeah. We're here to support our families, but also know the more you can support yourself, the more you can pour into yourself, Mm -hmm. the more you can give to your family. And that's why I always start with what do you want? Anytime my client's like, Hey, um, should I do this? And I'm like, well, what do you want to do? Like, do you want to do that? Yes or no? Because we look for outside validation versus looking inside and being, and asking ourselves, is this what I actually want to do? Mm -hmm. Because 
we get to build our dream lives. Mm -hmm. We have, we are in a place right now in the world where we have the ability to make money from literally anywhere. You can make money from your bed. You can make money from your car, Mm -hmm. right? Right? Mm -hmm. Like she's Mm -hmm. here. Whatever you want to create, you can. But if you don't know what you want, there's no way you will be able to create it. And I think there are a million different ways to create what you anything to create mm-hmm. anything. And mm-hmm. so if you focus back on what you want, then you can really hone in on following a path that serves you instead of following yes. a path that served your coach or served your friend or served your neighbor. Like if you focus on what you want mm-hmm. instead of all the million ways to do something, it, I feel like the path becomes so much more clear. Absolutely. So that is amazing. Yes. All right, Tara, tell people where we can find you. Yes. So I spend my time on Instagram. You can find me there. I spend a lot of time in my stories. Um, so I am over at I am Tara Kirby. Um, and then we also have our Dream Maker Society where I spend more time talking about business and building a business that gives to your life. So if you want to see me and the madness of the behind the scenes of building a business, you'll find me over at I am Tara Kirby. But if you want the tools to build your own business, come hang out with me over at Dream Maker Society on Instagram or Dream Maker Society. Thank you so much for this interview. I feel so inspired by your whole story. And thank you. I think everyone should re-listen to her story and just see all the shifts she made and all the risks she made because she is now living completely aligned in her purpose, living her dream life. And it all, it's not like she started that journey from day one. It's like Mm. she took each step and just moved forward. And I think as long as we keep moving and we keep moving towards what we want we can all be, you know, build the stream business. So thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for being here on the Kylie Mentors Moms podcast. If you have a friend that needs to hear this message, please share. Hang out with us daily at Kylie and Studios on Instagram and use the hashtag Kylie Mentors Moms.